Hello and welcome to this audio edition of the Ex-Mormon Files with host Earl Erskine. Thank you for joining us. On each episode of this program, Earl, a former LDS bishop, interviews a former Mormon guest about their journey out of Mormonism and into an authentic relationship with Jesus Christ. These stories are encouraging, fascinating, and often moving. For more information on the Ex-Mormon Files internet video program, please visit exmormonfiles.com. That's exmormonfiles.com. And now, here's Earl. Good evening and welcome to the Ex-Mormon Files here in the heart of Salt Lake City. I'm your host, Bishop Earl. Appreciate you spending some of your evening with us tonight. I'm really happy to introduce Dennis Dean to tonight and hear his story and his uh, many experiences. Dennis, thanks for coming and sharing. Thank you. I'm really excited to be here. Why don't you just begin and tell us a little bit about your history as a Latter-day Saint. You were born in the church, were you? Yeah, I was born and raised in the church. Yeah. Uh, my parents uh, were active most of my life. Yeah. Uh, <coughs> Where was this at? In Salt Lake City. Oh, okay. And uh, my parents were sealed in the temple. Okay. Uh, I was I married my high school sweetheart uh, at 19. We moved to the Bay Area in California, uh, and we were sealed in the Oakland Temple. We were uh, always active in something. Okay. Uh, she was all into drama and things like that. So anything to do with the arts, uh, she was involved in it. Yeah. Uh, and I've served, held I guess everything except. <laughs> bishop. Oh yeah. And um, all the a lot of all, callings. Huh? All of the uh, things. Yeah. Yes, I was. I've been uh, elders, quorum president, high priest, group leader, uh, ward and stake mission presidents. I've oh, served goodness. ward and stake missions uh, yeah. a few times. And uh, seems like when you fall into that niche that you get that opportunity over and over again. Well, there's a lot of grace out there to be earned, and, <laughs> and so you try to jump on that wagon and, yeah. and figure out that uh, you don't want to be a slacker. Yeah. Uh, you want to be one of the ward movers and shakers. Yeah. Uh, How many brothers and sisters did you have? I had one brother uh, that died in his 40s. Oh, was he active in the church? No. And oh, he, he, was, he was the pride of the family in my eyes and yeah. I, I understand that he thought I was the favorite son and I thought he was the favorite son oh. but uh, well your parents probably <coughs> did a good job if you both felt that yeah, way we both thought that <laughs> uh, he he was a good LDS boy he did all the great stuff yeah and then in high school he just fell away and oh that does happen doesn't it it does and you were the faithful the faithful one did you take seminary and you no i i didn't go to seminary no, i never even considered a mission uh, it just wasn't anything i even thought about really uh, well i met who turned out to be my oh, wife that's at right. 17 and she kind of just took your heart away well, huh? yeah she turned my world upside down and there's no way i'm leaving her <laughs> so yeah to go away for two years and yeah. no because uh, you don't want to take was, a chance of any dear johns out there right <laughs> yeah because she was very interesting to pursue she had a lot of boyfriends yeah very popular yeah uh, and it was my quest in life <laughs> uh, to uh 
attack and destroy <laughs> and, and become the victor. And, oh, and yeah. I was the, the lucky one. Oh, that's neat. Now, you mentioned uh, getting married and then being sealed later in the Oakland Temple. Yes. Did you take temple prep classes, as they call them, temple, temple preparation classes? Yes. How did that go? Uh, you, had you always I, wanted to get married in the temple? Was that her goal as well? Well, after we had been married a few years and yeah. then knew that this was a marriage like marriages should be, yeah. then it should be eternal. Yeah. Uh, and so that was our goal, was to do it. Yeah. Uh, I took the temple, we took the temple prep classes. Sure. Uh, I thought they were silly. They, they never talked about the temple. Oh. We never did anything that had to do with the temple. Nobody would talk to me about the temple. You really don't get much insight <coughs> into, it's uh, probably more on the internet now than it was when you were. Oh, there's, yeah, prepping there's a lot yes. to go. Yeah. yeah. But at that time, you know, it was a cute little class. It was, uh, my understanding, a temple preparation class is to um, help you with your testimony. More than really yeah. teach about yeah, the you're temple. You're not going to talk about the temple yeah. there, other than you're going to go in a few months. Yeah. And how was it when you went? Uh, the, the, through the uh, initiative, the anointing and washing and like that, it was a little, I'm not too sure what's going on. And then when we actually went in the ceremony, uh, I was fairly disturbed with the thing. and. Hmm. And uh, afterwards, my wife was just like shocked uh, about what are we doing? And yeah. had so she we, been active <coughs> all of her life? Yes. Okay. Oh yes. She Still was a shock. Very though. active. You think a lot of people have that same experience? Well, we in don't the know temple? anything when we walk in the temple. True. So anything they do is new. Sure. And it certainly uh, isn't anything that I was prepared for. No. Uh, but. We, we are told to, you know, attend regularly, right. that that's basically a gate to heaven, uh, so, yeah. so you're going to go. And your marriage for time and mm -hmm. all eternity. And, and we don't want to jeopardize that, so no. we forced going, yeah. and, and after a while of going, uh, we just quit going, because oh. it was just not for us. Even though you were active in, in we're other active areas? In everything else. Oh, okay. uh, I was high priest group leader, high priest group leader. No, uh, his goal in life, or his church assignment, is to help save the souls of sure. all of his members. Yeah. Get them uh, to the temple. And and get them to the temple. Sure. And so that was awkward, but <laughs> I had a counselor that was very active in the uh, temple. so. He took on that, that quest and, and took them to the temple regularly. And the family history well, stuff. I didn't go. Oh, uh, <laughs> interesting. And, uh, after high priest group leader, they were interested, started talking about me being bishop, uh, but God knew that wasn't a good idea. <laughs> uh, and I was working night shift at the time, and I couldn't get out of the night shift, and of course you need to be it available at sure. night to be a bishop or being sure. a bishopric, so yeah. they put me in as executive secretary, and mm. so I got to find out a bunch of the interesting things in the church that the members don't hear much the, about. The administrative part of the church, yes. yeah. yeah. And the. I was like, you know, praise God that I'm not bishop, <laughs> uh, and God knew I, you know, I'm, I'm not a bishop. <laughs> uh, 
Well, did you, uh, you certainly had a testimony of the church uh, at this point, right? I mean, you knew the church was true or you, you were living I, it. You I sure felt it was yeah. true. And, and I'm uh, what I call very involved. My girls both tell me that I'm annoying, but uh, I try to be involved in my neighborhood, my church, yeah. people I meet. I, I want to talk to them. I want to share something I know. Right. Uh, so I shared everywhere I went. I on and being a stake and ward <coughs> missionary, you'd do that too, wouldn't you? Yeah, so it was easy for me. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and at work, I always made a big issue out of that I'm LDS, and in California, uh, there was, uh, the company I worked for, there was uh, about 4,500 of us on campus, and mm -hmm. I knew three LDS people. Mm. So we were very unique. Yeah. I actually uh, have a, or had, have a conversion story out of there that, uh, so I was very much uh, making sure everybody knew I was LDS. Yeah. Uh, part of that was so they would watch me and keep me uh, <laughs> being a good boy. Yeah. Uh, I was caught at the coffee machine one day by my manager and, and he said, mm, stretching your Mormonism? <laughs> I said, yeah, I think so. Oh, you were. Uh, so I was being evil. <laughs> Interesting. So uh, through all this, uh, Jesus, was he part of your life? Uh, did you think much about Jesus in, in the church? Yeah, see, that's what, because uh, I watch your show a lot, and I hear a lot of people who Jesus was, uh, what, I guess a secondary player or something. Uh, but in my life, it was Jesus that I was looking for. It was him that I love. It's the New Testament that I love. Uh, the, the other Even books. as a Mormon. Mm -hmm. oh, well, that's the wonderful. The I mean, other books yeah. I struggled through when they said read them. I read them. Yeah. Uh, in some way, uh, people tell me that Christ is all over the Book of Mormon. Mm, I must have a different copy because I can't find him in there. <laughs> uh, well, I'll have to. I mean, I. Jesus is almost on every page, actually. In Third Nephi, of course, he presumably comes to the to the Americas. But oh, you, it, you didn't it's all about it. But I didn't feel it. You didn't feel it. Yeah, okay. this was a book. Yeah, um, it just didn't strike you as a real history of. No, of no but the New Testament always has. It's yeah. al always felt that this is my link. Yeah. Um, but the other books, no, they were just books. Oh. Well, I've learned, of course, and you probably have too, since we've come out, that there's a lot of words, including Christ, that are Greek, that uh, the Nephites wouldn't have had knowledge of to even put in the Book of Mormon, so that was always a, no, a bit of a sure. problem. But, well, that's neat that you had that relationship with Jesus. So, uh, so what happens in life, then? You, you're active, and, and uh, We're active what's going and we on? Struggle, we struggle with the the temple ceremony, the and temple, then we started finding out the Masonic thing about it. Uh, well, and, where were you hearing this stuff? And were you, well, you know, uh, California is not very, there is not very many LDS people uh, as a percentage, and so okay. a lot of people would try to share things with me. Really? And I would actually be very defensive. Oh, sure, defend uh, the church. But still, once the seed is planted, made you think a little bit you can't get rid of it yeah know? so like when you say something you can't bring it back yeah so there it hangs and <laughs> someday uh, 
you know, you go back and visit it. Yeah, so you learned about masonry in the temple? I, those things, uh, and uh, Joseph and his many wives, uh, that just drives me crazy. And yeah. uh, one of the fellows in our ward was talking about being a feminist and says, you know, you can describe it any way you want, but once you have a daughter, then you become a feminist. <laughs> and I thought, wow, he's talking about me. Uh, You've got because two I have two daughters, yeah. one adopted. Yeah. Uh, and <clears throat> and the, the whole idea was disgusting to them and, and my wife. It was just, uh, I mean, it was a big insult as far as she cares. Yeah. And, uh, Does this uh, include polygamy too? I yes. Mean, yeah. yeah. The whole polygamy <laughs> idea and the fact of, of being a polygamous wife forever <laughs> uh, just never seemed to go right and especially with my wife and yeah and she told me you know when she was alive that uh, I am the only one she's going to marry and I have no freedom or latitude <laughs> to do anything else if she leaves first uh, yeah, yeah. She's not going to give you any chance to be a polygamist then in um, heaven either. Huh? No, no, that's not going to happen. Yeah, I think it's I got that message too from my <laughs> wife. But I do think it takes on a different perspective when you start having young, young daughters in your, in your home and you start realizing that under a polygamous situation at age 14, 15, these young ladies become uh, potential wives. To, to some leader somewhere. Who yeah, I couldn't come, come up with anything you. way I could explain to my daughters that this is okay, yeah. that this is what God wants. Yeah. And it's just, uh, with my earthly mind, I don't see how God could possibly want that. Yeah. And, and then so I started looking at those things, and then I find out that Joseph was indeed married. For a long time, I thought Joseph and Emma were it. What a beautiful love story. Oh, we hear that all the time. Oh, it's a beautiful church. thing. And I've gone yeah. and seen plays about, sure. about Joseph and, and Emma. Yeah. And then I find out that Joseph was sneaking around behind her back, lying to her, making her accept things. Uh, and, 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 and that's one thing, because yeah. that's within the home. So I think, okay, well, that's within his home. But the fact that he was lying about being a polygamist, keeping uh, saying, it hidden, yeah. saying that it was against the law, yeah. he was claiming that he was not a polygamist, and indeed he was, yeah. uh, and he even hid it from Emma for a while. Wow! Uh, so yeah, you know, it's, it's, it's surprising, doubting, shocking. Yeah, I start viewing yeah. him more as a man. Yeah. Uh, because I believe, you know, at the time uh, he was speaking as a prophet. He was speaking. Uh, he was presumably supposed to be for God's, God. Yeah, he yeah. was God's mouthpiece, yeah. and he was saying these things. Uh, and and then, you know, in today's world, it's so easy because of the internet, of course. Yeah. Uh, and so I've gone on the internet a lot now, a lot for me. Sure. Uh, and. Uh, I've tried to read the things that are the, the church records, things that are actually from the LDS church. The essays. I don't want kind of to stuff. go off and find the people, the things that the, you know, the haters or the right. radical people, they're going to write all kinds of stuff. Sure. And, and I don't care to hear it. <laughs> uh, but I'd like to read the church records and I, I find things 
like the Adam God theory, that bothers me. Yeah. Uh, the second anointing. Yeah. Uh, these things, I'm just, uh, you know. So, I I just would like to have people, you know, don't don't take my word for this. Don't check know, it out I, for yourself. I can explain yeah. it in a very uh, vague way, but just go on the internet. Did you ever share any of this with your leaders when you were active and or? Did you ever talk to them about this kind of stuff? Yeah, for the last few years, we've been struggling uh, with the truth, and and uh, mostly, mostly in uh, the uh, priesthood quorums. And what would happen when you'd bring something up? Well, quickly the subject would get changed. Nobody would want to go down that road. Right. Uh, and they would just. And they didn't even offer, well, you can talk to me afterwards. <laughs> it was just like it got changed. They can tell pretty quickly, can't they, that you're bringing up something that really is outside of their comfort zone. Yeah, and I understand that totally. Oh, I do too. I, I was part of that for a long time. Well, sure, they're teaching. Well, I taught. I mean, I've been that leader. Yeah. Uh, and you have a pamphlet. You're to follow it. Yeah. Uh, it tells you what to say, what questions to ask, what to read, yeah. and you're not to deviate from that. Yeah. And, and I can understand that <laughs> uh, because, you know, if, if we could deviate, then we certainly would never get the lesson done <laughs> the way the church headquarters wants yeah, it they've done. they've got it set up and structured. I know one of the things that you mentioned to me that bothered you a little bit was the his historicity of the Book of Mormon, just the lack of... The, the fact that uh, the fact that it just there is no sign of anything yeah I, I can find nothing I don't know why I could live with that concept all all these years and you you have a uh, your age as well I mean you just lived this for so long believing what that the Book of Mormon was real yeah right? it was all was and my daughter Denise which who you know yeah uh, she she was taking, she was going to a Bible class uh, at this little wannabe evangelic church that was trying to get started uh, from a lady that she knew. Yeah. And she came home and was telling me about the Godhead or, or asking and talking. And, and she'll tell you, you know, any day you want that I was really very defensive about it. Sure. I, I wasn't pleased that she was bringing this to me. <laughs> uh, and, and, but we, we had, you know, a strained conversation about it. And she said... And you're trying to defend the church, oh, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, because she said, do you believe that? And I said, absolutely. I mean, there's three individuals, and of course. And she said, do you believe that? because it's true or do you believe it because it's the only thing you've ever heard oh boy did and, that put and you back that was like wow <laughs> and i'm like mm, i don't know i mean that's the end of that conversation <laughs> yeah. for that night right but that but it made stuck you think with me. i'm yeah. thinking that is the only thing i've ever heard yeah so i started looking and and i started reading and i've never read uh I, I just, uh, reading, no, I'm fine with, we, we can part, skip that part of life. Uh, <laughs> but I started reading the New Testament, started with John. Uh-oh. And once <laughs> I get started, then now my girls tease me about it, that every time they look around, I'm sitting there reading with the John. scripture, or I'm... Did you notice a difference between what you were reading there and what you'd always 
understood as a Latter-day Saint? Yeah, because when we decided that, that we were, Denise and I, because my wife passed away, as you know. Uh, yeah, just in the year and a half or so ago, yeah, right? September yeah. 3rd. Uh, 2013. Yeah, yeah, 2013. Yeah. Uh, and so Denise and I, yeah, thank you. Denise and I um, talked about it a lot. And it was our agreement that we did not want to go inactive. That it's that the percentages with the LDS people, most people when they doubt, they go inactive. And most is a large amount. Then there's the ones that become agnostic and yeah. and uh, all this. And but we wanted Christ, so so we coined it. We're going to go searching for Christ. Wow! And so Good that's what we did. We started yeah. watching your show. We started watching, you know, the the preachers on on oh. the television. It's there yeah. 24/7. Watched them. So you got a sense that you weren't alone in this journey and things that you were thinking. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And then we we have friends that are uh, evangelic people yeah. that encouraged us, of course, because then they see, you know, some success in their words. Yeah. So they want to encourage us even more. Uh, they invite us to church with them. How was that going to Christian church the and, first time? And you know, and I've seen on your show where a lot of people say they were shocked. <laughs> it was like, praise God, I'm home. Really, you felt beautiful. like it was worship and... It's beautiful, you come yeah. in. So it's different, all, isn't it's it? It's all about Christ. Yeah. And that's who we're looking for. And we're like, we church hopped for a while. Yeah. And then I can plug uh, the, where we go. We go to Capitol. Yeah. Uh, and, and in our opinion, at least for now, we found a home. That's on 7th South and what about 10th East? And 10th East, East yeah. right on the corner. Uh, yeah, and it's... Uh, I, I went there for your baptism. Yes, yeah, that and was exciting. And I was just thrilled with the energy and the enthusiasm of the people up there. They just seemed so excited, I mean, to be... Yeah. And it's just so unusual. Yeah, yeah, uh, and we really and appreciate that. I love the worship words the prayer and the music yeah. uh, because that's one of the things that always bothered me as a Mormon is uh, prayer was over food at the end of a meeting at the beginning of a meeting uh, it was not really rehearsed but it, they all kind of seemed the same to me well if you ever said anything different it almost you know again the antenna went up or something I don't know yeah you that'd be the last I, time you prayed yeah maybe <laughs> If you ever said anything unusual or it yeah, would stand yeah. out. Yep. Yeah. So, but that's one of the things that, that Denise and I both enjoy about, about the Christian evangelic world yeah. is the, the praying and the beautiful music about Christ that's, that's stopping and praying just randomly. You're walking along talking and we say, I think we need to pray. And so you just stand there and pray. You just have a different relationship with Jesus than we, I ever sensed anyway, in, in Mormonism. Oh, yes. Right? It's just a, a personal relationship that we have with, sure. with Jesus, with God, knowing who he is. I know we talk about that a lot too, about who Jesus really is. And in Mormonism, he's, I don't want to say he's a footnote, he's important, yeah. 
He's a much lesser God. But he's if a he's lesser a God. He's very yeah. definitely lesser. He's our brother. Right. And and uh, and he just happened know, to kind of go through this process. Yeah, he got first. there first. Yeah. You know, and and now we worship him as God. Yeah. Well, now we know. He's and he's God, God with us. You know, it because, says that in Matthew. Well, yeah, it says in Matthew. It says it in John that there is only one God. Yeah. Uh, and and that's nice for me to know that there is only one God. And how about freedom? Do you feel that sense of the difference between grace and works, do you sense that in your life? See, that whole freedom thing is, as LDS, there's no way you believe that. You wouldn't even think that or consider it. That you it's have not freedom? A thought. It's not a thought that, that there was anything going on. No, I'm sorry, I don't want to make sure, I want to make sure we understand what you're saying. In Mormonism, what? That... We don't think know, of freedom? I never thought that I was guilty and oh, things uh, like that. Oh, that's what I thought you were kind and of saying. And then after, after I left the church, it was instantly when I, I went and talked to the bishop uh, <laughs> after uh, priesthood one day, I just quickly told him that I didn't have a testimony and that did he want my temple recommend. Uh, and on the way home, I just felt so good. I felt so light. Then you oh, realized that oh you had been under. Yeah, and then now I talk to other LDS people. I talk with my daughter. And the guilt <laughs> of not being able to earn it enough yeah. uh, to think you've never measured up. And, and I know that. I know that when you look at people, they are not what they appear to be. Yeah. I understand yeah, that. Yeah, we're sinners. Yeah. Uh, but, but to know who Christ it, yeah. is and what he did for us and this free gift of grace yeah. is joyful. That's the message of the gospel, right? It is. And you look around the church and, and all these people seem to be perfect and they're all doing all this stuff. Uh, Denise and I have talked many times about the high, the high councilman coming talking <laughs> yeah. and, and, you know, and, and it's always teased as being the dry council, yeah. but anyway, the high councilman came, he talked, and he was telling about his family. We're almost out of time, oh, okay. believe it or not. Go ahead, really, no. really fast. He was talking about his family and how they had wet Wednesdays, and so his kids went to the temple before school to and, do and all this for the great dead. stuff, and yeah. we just walked out of there feeling so guilty and inadequate. <laughs> well. Uh, it's just such a joyful message, this Christianity, and I don't think Mormons appreciate the fact that there is a, uh, that, that there may be something else to look at, like you were saying earlier, that there's a truth out there that, uh, that's available for us. You're reading the Bible now, and that's joyful, and... Uh, All the time. Yeah. It's laying on the table, waiting to be opened. Well, Dennis, I appreciate so much your story, and it sounds like there was more to share. I'm sorry that we've been had to cut this a little short, but we appreciate you sharing your story. And good night, and we appreciate you watching. This has been the audio edition of the Ex-Mormon Files. The Ex-Mormon Files is a production of Main Street Church of Brigham City. For information about this program, including past and current video episodes, please visit exmormonfiles.com. From there, you can also download audio episodes of this program. If you have an ex-Mormon story you would like to share, we'd love to hear from you. Please write us at contact at exmormonfiles.com. Thank you for listening, and we hope you'll tune in again soon. Music